Welcome to Awakened with Victoria Bond. I'm your host, Victoria, and I am absolutely honored to bring you this podcast where we will be getting raw, real, turning our consciousness, removing the old energies that do not align, and turning up our capacities as human beings and spiritual beings. I will be bringing you mediumship. I will be bringing you channels. I will be bringing you points of view that will shift your perspective and realign your body, your mind, and your soul. Enjoy this ride. This comes from my heart to yours. And know that while you're listening to this, indeed, you are helping to create this. Enjoy the ride, and I'll see you inside. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. We have a special guest, Kim Coffin, who is the founder of Get Your Sexy Back. Thank you for joining us today, Kim. Thank you so, so much. I'm excited to be here to play, to explore. Yes, and I'm excited about this conversation because I have so many questions for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Perfect. Before I'm we a generator, in, I like questions. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're like, like a wealth of knowledge. You're a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that is why I'm so pumped to have you on the show today. And um, there's just so many questions that I'm sure my audience really want to hear. So before we get into that, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about you and what it is you do? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm Kim Coffin. I am an empowerment and sexuality coach, very somatic, body-based, trauma-informed, because I don't think we can separate out sexuality and trauma. It is so inter laced and weaved together. And so I love to dive into this embodiment, this sexuality, this sacredness. I'm also a sex, love, and relationship coach certified with Layla Martin. I graduated school of only arts with Mama Gina and uh, yeah, founder of Get Your Sexy Back. But I really specialize in female sexuality, playing with the sacredness that's within tantric sex, playing with Tantra in the realms of sacred sexuality and relationship transformation and really allowing the humans that I work with just to get down, get like reconnect into who they are so that they can step into their absolutely unshakable with, unfuckable with, unapologetic power. Mm, I love it. Okay. So one of the things when I was you know, stalking your website for the 10th time. One of the things I noticed was, you know, that word trauma that you just brought up, working with Mm. the trauma and then the pleasure. So don't quote me, but of course, um, this is the way that I perceived it was, I feel like this is what people need to know about because we Mm. see sex and pleasure as good, if you know what I mean, and trauma is bad. So many people are running from the trauma But this kind of polarity or duality or however you want to explain it, these go hand in hand and they work together. So I'd love to know your perspective of the trauma and the pleasure and how they actually marry together. Mm, There's so much in that question that I loved. You might have to reframe the end, but I got stuck on the running from their trauma, right? Like we can't. We Mm -hmm. cannot run from our trauma. It is in us. It is in our body. It's like it's its living, breathing own entity. And the more we fight it and the more we resist it, 
the bigger it gets and it just lives there and it shows up. So it's going to show up subconsciously the way that we're reacting, the way that we're ticked off, the way that we're triggered, it's going to keep showing up. And, and this is one of the tantric philosophies as well, which I know you want to ask more about, and we'll go all the way into that, but there's this piece of, of, we can't resist it. If it's there and we fight it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And when we lean into it and we welcome it and we embrace it and we allow it to move through our body, we allow ourselves to feel it and then alchemate it, alchemize it like with pleasure, which is like the best way to do it. And allow then the two to mix, allow the two to be almost all at once. And that's what we can do through sacred sexuality practices and so forth. I guess I kind of came around in a way that actually did kind of answer your question, mm -hmm. but we can use that. And you can ask another question and go deeper into that of, of what you more you want to know. Mm. I just, yeah, I really wanted to see that perspective because of course, this is what I do in a completely different way is the shadow work for you know, one of the ways that we can explain that, that and I know there's a big umbrella with that shadow work, but really being able to open our consciousness up to allow anything that is no longer here to serve us to come up, to be seen, to be witnessed, to be, I like how you said, alchemized. And mm. it's kind of that whole like marrying together. Obviously we're not going, okay, trauma, I want to experience you over and over and over again. It's that no. kind of alchemizing and going how can we transform how can we work with this and I do believe with my own sexual trauma that it's a really interesting concept of how we push away the trauma we push away the shame and the guilt and the rejection whether that's from religion whether that is from an experience a situation or somebody else's projection so I love how you have that in your you know, yeah. when you explain what you do, it's like, well, hang on, we, we work through these parts of us so then we can open up to these other parts. So I'd love you to maybe dive a little bit more into how working through the trauma or however you would like to explain that um, actually helps us to open up to more pleasure. Absolutely, because very often we are blocking ourselves. So our body actually keeps the score for absolutely everything. Like, Every single little message we received, the look that maybe the mean girls gave us in school or the way they treated us, the way a guy, whether we were first dating or not, like cat called us or said something or did something, or even if we go all the way through and like penetrated us before we were early, like before we were ready too early. So all of these things bring on this contraction in our body. And we are holding this contraction, like this contraction is there and we keep layering more contraction on top of more contraction because look where we live, like embracing our body and our female sexuality and our feminine and our sensual is not, it's, it's dangerous, right? Like many, many humans, uh, generally the female kind were burnt, they were persecuted, they were, you know, drowned. We have this living in our bodies. So we can't just ignore it. We can't just run from it. We get to start to see. And, and I like to work very somatically with my clients. So it's like, okay, I really want to, you know, ask for what I want in the bedroom per se, but I'm feeling really, really shy or squeamish about it. And oh my gosh, like that's way too much. 
So we can actually start to check in then. Okay, well, what's going on in your body? What do you notice? What do you notice in your felt sensations? What do you notice coming up? What do you feel? And we can actually go back and start tracking these pieces and start listening to the body and listening to what the body wants to share. What is coming up might be a story, might be a past life, could be many different things that come up, could just be this is scary. It could be an inner child. I work with a lot of inner children work as well. It could be a protector. There's so many pieces. It could be so many different paths we can go on. And I can't really say exactly how we would, but we would you know, start to track it, start to bring in tons of approval, tons of compassion, start to hold these pieces as well as start to empower other pieces in your body. And if you can't find them in your body, we can go to North stars. We can go to other places to pull in these more healing, holding empowered energies and start to alchemize the two. And then we can start to bring in sacred sexuality. We can start to bring in that kind of pleasure. And again, we're going to have blocks and places that come up. We might have releasings, clearings. Yeah. I can go into de-armoring too. That one's really powerful. You tell me where you want to go. Did mm-hmm. I answer your question there? Well, uh, well, this is just so many layers, like you said, and I notice this with my work is that people come to us and they go, hey, I want to be healed. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do this. And they kind of feel like one session is going to cut it. But this is a deconditioning process, like you said, not just necessarily of this life, but within our DNA, we've had these experiences. So I loved how you brought that up, this kind of the spirituality that comes in because we are souls and we are spirits as well as human bodies. And I love the body. I love the embodiment. And that's where we get to do the healing is within this body, within these practices and the different layers are so Mm. important because there's a different timelines that are overlapping. And then, you know, it's always, it's just a big thing. And I know for myself in my own journey of sexuality, which I believe I'm still in like I feel like I'm just touched the it's a journey yeah, yeah exactly journey. and I've been married for 11 years today I've been with my husband for 22 years and I believe we're just starting the journey on a different a different uh perspective from a different viewpoint yeah. so one of the questions I do have for you is when so this is something I love as well is you talk about self-pleasure you talk about um pleasure practices you talk about um, getting to know yourself and then of course in your relationship and I really tapped into this before this um, before this conversation which and the the question I was asking my guides was like isn't that too much of a simple question to ask him and the question is like why do we have to find ourselves in our own pleasure before a relationship and I know so many people listening right now would be like, oh, that's such a basic question. And what I received back from my higher self or my guides or whomever was speaking was, yes, it's a simple question. But the thing is, how much of us are actually living it? How many of ourselves are putting our pleasure, practice, and our own sexuality, our own self-love before coming in and having that pleasure and intimacy within our relationships? Mm Mm-hmm. There's 5,000 questions in there and I love them all. Love them (laughs) all. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. And I wanted, you know, even what we were sharing just a few moments ago before this part is it can sound heavy, right? And I love that you're like, okay, what about the sacred pleasure and sacred sexuality? It's not heavy. 
because it can have moments. Let's just say it can have moments, especially if a acute trauma comes up or something, you know, big that comes up, but it's like this journey. It's like these layers. And when we play, and there's a few different reasons, like we're using pleasure and sacred sexuality because it's fun, because it turns us on, because it juices us up. Right. And it's also calming and holding our nervous system. So that is another huge thing that we want to bring in because even if we're doing nervous system regulation work and going deep into, you know, different things that we're releasing in our traumas in our bodies, we're using pleasure to find them, but we're also using pleasure to soothe them. We're doing both and, and yeah, the reason of going into this sacred sexuality and playing with this work and playing with it in our bodies is we haven't been taught it. Like mm -hmm. we haven't been taught that our pleasure is ours. We haven't been taught that what we're feeling is even okay for many humans, many female identifying humans. We're like, Ooh, I feel turned on right now, but I'm with a group of women. Does that mean that I'm lesbian or bisexual? Or what does this mean? No, that's just like, that is your life force juice turned on juicy energy. That is you. And you get to use this energy to create and you get to use this energy to follow your purpose, to nourish your children, to nourish yourself, to nourish your relationships, whatever that may be. So it's really important. We keep coming back to ourselves, to keep coming back to being home in our body, trusting our body, tapping into the innate intuition that is already within our pelvic bowl. And that again comes from sacred sexuality. So in sacred sexuality or sexual or self-pleasure practices, whatever we want to call it, they're all in the same thing, mm -hmm. just different words to use it. We're also cultivating trust with our body. By doing so, we're also cultivating safety with our body. By doing so, our intuition is getting stronger. By doing so, we're like, ooh, that's not right for me. This is right for me. Like we know and then we are also getting, it's like we're going deeper and deeper into who we are. And we get to this point where I don't care if the world's falling apart around me, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. So you see all the different sides we're hitting it from? Yeah. And that's the why too. That is the why are we doing this alone and solo and not always in relationship? Because if we bring it into relationship, we've got two inner children, we've got two past lives, we've got two bodies that are right here that are getting triggered by different things with different experiences. And it's just, I hate to say it, but it's a big clusterfuck. Like it's a clusterfuck. There's enough shit to deal with on our own. Yeah. We get to come home in our body and lock in and get grounded and secure and turned on and juiced up and all of those things in ourselves first, even if we're in a relationship right now. It's beautiful. Because that's and us. Yeah, exactly. It's us. And like you said, it's our creativity. It's that kind of sacral, that sacred sacral, where it's very much like your creativity is in there and your, and this is what I also bring into my coaching is what turns you on and what juices you up when you're creating a program, whether you are thinking about moving or you're, you're buying a dress, does that dress turn you on or are you buying it because it's on special? <laughs> um, the way that we can listen to our intuition is to actually listen to what is the orgasmic energy, which is yes. that turn on and that's the creativity. And if you're going straight into a relationship, like many of us do, I was 16 years old, 
I instantly am in somebody else's aura, didn't even know that was a thing, and I am responding to the needs of that. Um, and my 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 husband was a child because he was six, I was sixteen, he was seventeen, and we're responding to their trauma, and we're responding to them. And especially being if you're a generator, you're responding, 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 responding to the outer rather than the inner. And we've got to train ourselves how to respond to ourselves, um, yeah. depending obviously on your own energetics, but. I think it's and just then there's so messaging, important. conditioning, what society says, how a, should, a good girl's going to show up, how a good mom's going to show up. Like there's so much shit to get through. We just really need to come home in our bodies. <laughs> yeah. And I think I love how they call it the unsexy work because it's mm. like, get your sexy back um, is beautiful, but it's not just like, okay, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. It's like, hang on a minute, what is that coming up in the subconscious that if I was able to see it and receive it and accept it and witness it, observe it, I was able to, like you said, alchemize it and come into a more potent, potent part of me. The thing that I really heard in that as well is, you know, if you, when you said you know more about yourself and your intuition, when you go deep within and if you have never had that experience, like I had not had that experience when I first got with my boyfriend, now husband, then you don't know what you want. And I'm sure mm. you get a lot of people that are like this. And I've got to say, it's only since diving into this kind of, I don't want to say topic, because I think it's a way of life, um, myself that I've realized I've been asking myself questions. What do I like? What do I like? What don't I like? Da, 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 da. And I hate being rubbed. I hate when my husband rubs my back or rubs my shoulder. Um, my family are full, of, are full of generators and many gens. I'm a projector. I'm very quiet. I like stillness. I do not like noise. I like to be alone. I like to sleep alone. I'm very sensitive as a psychic medium. And I just say, please don't rub me. I actually don't like it. But he's never known that ever. So last night we were watching TV. And he has his hand on my ankle. He's sitting on the ground. I'm lying on the couch because I like the whole couch to myself because I like space. <laughs> and he's got his hand on my ankle and it felt so fucking good. And then he took it off after about 20 minutes. I said, hey, babe, do you mind putting your hand back on my ankle? I love it. Mm -hmm. And I am 39 years old and I've just realized I don't like being rubbed. I just like someone if the energy is lovely and calm, just holding their hand yeah. somewhere on my body. And I'm not even talking about sexuality here. I'm talking about where I feel safe. And ankle's very grounding, right? Your feet are very grounding, right? So that's very powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You mentioned in there as well. Well, there's so many pieces. Like there's the needs. There's what do I want? Like we're not even taught to know what we want. We don't even have space to know what we want. We are thrown into this go, 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 come on, work harder, school harder, all of this world. And then it might be babies. Who knows what's next? But it's like, we don't know what we want. Like we haven't even slowed down to check. Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking also, there was a piece about, you know, the trauma and the heaviness. Yes, we're working on that, but we're we're not chipping at it. It's not something that we're going at. We got to fix. We got to go, 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 go. Because one, it's causing more trauma by doing so. Yeah. <laughs> Two, it's dysregulating our nervous system. Like it's very slow and gentle process. There is going to be moments if we hold actual sexual trauma that we haven't looked at, 
But if we can build up again, this energy body, this confidence, this empowerment in ourselves to hold ourselves, we can learn how to, you know, dip in and dip out and then dip in and dip out. And we're always bringing in, it's kind of a ratio, like two, technically it's three to one. And if we're going to do a ratio, but it's like two amazing pleasure filled empowerment, empowerment, really like juicy practices to any time you're going to go in and do more of a healing practice or do more of a little trauma, something coming up kind of thing. could be, we were talking about de-armoring briefly before. De-armoring is a practice where we can use either our fingers or our tools, or eventually our partner, we can use crystal dildos, whatever it may be, glass dildos. And we can start to slowly hold our fingers in certain areas we hold more of our sexual trauma or any kind of other trauma it doesn't have to be sexual in our more sexual areas. So our vulva, our vaginal canal, our lower belly, our breasts, our throat. So we can use these tools like I was talking about fingers or other, other tools to very gently like start dropping in and, and feeling what's there, like getting in touch to what does this feel like? Is there a sound that wants to come out? Is there something that needs to be released that is stuck here? So jarmoring is a powerful practice that combines breathwork and pleasure and light, gentle touch and sound and all the tantric tools. It's beautiful, but you don't want to do that all the time. You want to do use other beautiful turning on sexual, sensual practices to fill you up so that you can dip in and see what's there. Yeah, and let's talk about that a little bit because um, for me, even my my coach who I had for two years, she was always talking about pleasure practices, and she was always, and I was always like, oh yeah, 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 whatever. Like I'm a busy mum, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, blah 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 blah. But then when I decided to start writing my first book, and I watched some of her trainings on writing a book, one of the whole trainings was literally about how she will masturbate and go for walks, um, and do prep pleasure practices even before she (laughs) gets to write in the book and here I thought I was going to be okay it's book writing day better get into the writing but actually get into your body first get into your body (laughs) so I'm actually kind of new to this I've always done yoga and went for walks but I've always had a goal in mind because I'm a very like I want to say I'm an achiever there's parts of me that is very I go to boot camp and you know like I, I, I am an achiever. I'm a kind of an A-type energy a little bit. Also, I'm a projector, so I like to lay back and I practice coming into my feminine. But the interesting thing is, since writing my book, I have the whole day to play and I eat food and I have cacao and I have spas and I may have sex or I may just dance and then I go into writing. But what I my question is to you is, what are some of the ways for those of us who are so new at this what are some of those more gentle like you just said things that we can do to come into our pleasure because I feel like some of them are so subtle that we may dismiss them because we have been in this conditioned world of go 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 you just listened to a whole pile of them you're like I didn't do any pleasure practices but I had some cacao and I meditated and I worked out and I had sex I'm like pardon like I don't know. There was a few oh, I'm, yeah. Just too. to um, just to reframe. I'm not speaking. I'm speaking. I know what my ones are now. Gotcha. But I think okay. for our audience, there's like the dancing type of thing and the enjoying yeah. all of that stuff there. The enjoying the water or whatever. I don't think people actually understand because they're always going for the orgasm or they're going for the yeah. goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very goalless. So yeah, I already wrote that down. I'm like goalless. Uh, you said that earlier. Like anything in the tantric 
practices and playing with sacred sexuality is goalless. There is no goal of an orgasm. It is following our pleasure. It is following our turn on. It is slowing down. It is seeing what feels good. And this could be in a in bed or on a mat actual pleasure practice, but this also could be out for a walk, right? It could also be in the bathtub or in the pool or in the ocean, like whatever that may be. It's being, it's the being, it's the being in presence, it's the connecting. And I think that's why many of us do need pleasure practices and scheduled time. Like I actually have a pleasure practice time on my calendar every day, but I could pick breath work. I could pick a sensual practice. I could pick a sexual practice. I can pick so many different practices, whatever my body needs. And I, I know how to listen to what my body needs at this point. That's what I teach my clients to do as well. Because again, the body is brilliant. It's going to tell me what I need right here, right now. And all of these different practices, all are pleasure practices. They all bring us back to the body, back to turning us on, back to activating our pleasure, back to feeling, back to being, less doing. So I think that's why we need those practices. Because probably thousands and thousands of years ago, this was just part of everybody's regular routine. Mm -hmm. right? There was rituals, there was practices, there was meditations, there was breath work, there was being, being, mm -hmm. that is a huge word. And I think it could be anything from reading a book and lying down with, you know, having a cup of tea and, and reading a book or spending some time alone, especially if you're a busy mom, I know everyone's busy, but busy moms that are side hustles, all the working, all the things, just yeah. being alone. Um, and I do love the whole dancing and moving the body. I know you do a lot of somatic mm -hmm. stuff as well. And it's just slowing down. And I want to like emphasize that word, slowing down and being in presence is what you said. And mm -hmm. It's very much a thing that people are afraid of. I know it's something I was mm -hmm. afraid of and people will listen to my podcasts. I get messages from people going, I just listened to four podcasts while I'm gardening and then doing this and this and this. And I'm like, well done. Like that's very kind of sacred masculine. You're getting things done. You're multitasking. But at the same time, it's like, if that's what you need, that's beautiful. But at the same time, what if you just gave yourself some space and lay on the grass for a moment for 10 minutes or if you Ten needed minutes, to come into yes. that divine feminine? So I loved what you said, Kim, about listening to what you actually require and scheduling it in. Um, I love that and going, what would I like to do? Because I even put myself in the thing of like, well, my pleasure practice must be dance and then it must be um, touch and it must be things sensual because I'm a spleen. So I'm very sensitory, mm. but that's actually, it's so much more broader than that. It can be the breath work, which is more, it's kind of more active, right? The the breath work I does is do, sorry, is more active, but then also dancing, the music could be so slow or yoga could be more active or more slow. So I just really want to I know it seems so basic, but coming back to that self kind of pleasure practice or whatever you want to call it is listening to what you need. Maybe it's raunchy sex. Maybe it's like wearing something real sexy and going on and doing a live. Maybe that's a part of your pleasure practice. What do you want? What is your intuition telling you? I think that's, I reckon that's a huge part of it. Just so many pieces and so many things that we can do 
from touch to dance to drinking to eating I think it those easy everyday things as well like we're going to go out for lunch today to celebrate our anniversary and rather than going I want burger and chips and get my money's worth it's like what if I could like have a little glass of champagne or go somewhere where I can really enjoy the quality what if I could take a moment and go fuck it, I'm going to have a whole hour just in presence with my husband, not talking about the future stuff. You know, maybe we want to reminisce about the past. Maybe we just want to be in the presence and be who we are, not the mum, not the the entrepreneur, not the, the wife, not talking about, you know, the to-do list. But what if we could just, one of the things my husband likes to talk about is he does like to talk about sex. What do you like? And I go really shy and go, can we not talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And that is exactly, there's two pieces in here. There's all of these pieces of pleasure that we can follow on our day-to-day. Yes, exactly. Like, do I want my water in a wine glass? Do I want to go for a walk? That is a part of pleasure that, yes, we're always trying to bring into our day to fill us up, to hold us. And then there's the sacred sexuality piece, which I actually consider a little different piece because that is where we are really slowing down, where we are really reconnecting to to our body, to our sensuality, to the, so when you keep practicing in sacred sexuality, there's definitely this huge spiritual component that comes in. There is this connection when you can get into peak pleasure states that feel like you're high as fuck and you haven't taken anything. There's pieces that you can get into and then there's parts now that you can go into an orgasm. This is speaking from my own experience and it's taken you know a while to get to it where you can go into a peak place where it's long and expanded and open and it feels like you are totally also playing with the universe, like with it all, like it's just is. So there's almost like three corners to everything I kind of play with, which is yes, pleasure, fill us up, bring us, bring it in, play with it on the day to day. And then there's the sacred pleasure, what I would probably call it the sacred sexuality, that piece. And the reason I have worked with this piece because I found it on my own journey to me, it is the biggest piece of our body of what do you want to you know, play with today? What do you want me to do to you? Whatever that may be. Our sexuality is the biggest piece that we have been disempowered in for thousands of years, thousands of years. So it's also the fastest piece I have found that we actually can go back into to reclaiming our power to not being shy when these conversations come up, to being open to, hmm, there's so much. There's so many different faucets and so many different levels of this work. And then all of that other pleasure you were talking about is also nervous system regulating. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it's like the day-to-day is the pleasure practice kind of thing. And then the the sacral sexuality and what I'm hearing is more that's slowing down the actual practice. Yeah. So it could be a jade egg practice. It could be a, um, a sensual practice. Like there's so many different practices it can be, but when we bring in touch to our own bodies, when we bring in pleasure, 
when we just start to track our breath. We So in Tantra itself, we're bringing in a whole pile of different keys, but some of the big keys are bringing in the breath. Like even when we are eventually, eventually, not always in the beginning, it's really hard to like start bringing in breath when you're having sex with somebody. Like, yes, we're breathing, but conscious breath. But first bring it into your own practice. Use your breath to move your sexual energy. Use your breath to play, to notice, oh, that's feeling like really heavy in my chest right now. I'm going to breathe into that for a moment. So using our, our breath is fabulous. That's a really big key to play with in, in tantric practices, as well as bringing in sound. So then we can actually go into, we're doing a full body pleasure practice right now. Maybe we're giving a breast massage. Maybe we're, it could be anything, right? There's, you actually get to listen to your body. But then you can inhale and feel on the, you know, inhale, okay, what does my body want to sound? And then bringing in sound and using our sound to allow our body almost like to tell us what it wants to release. And then you can also, and that sound may flip and flop. It might be like, oh, it wants to like moan right now. And in a second, it might be like laughing in pleasure. And then it wants to cry. Like there's so many pieces. We just don't know what's going to show up in a practice. And then another big, big key would be movement, allowing your body to move, allowing your body to move and to be free, unstuck, however it wants. Uh, I love this so much. And I can see how it may take a little while to build up to being confident enough to to even tell your partner what you want, um, even to tell yourself what you want, right? There's so yeah, much shame a lot of the time we don't know. We don't know what we want in the beginning. Many, many women, they're like, uh, this is where we get to explore. Yeah. I've had so many people come to me when I first started coaching um, a few years ago, I, I would have retreats and stuff like that. And I started talking about sex and connection. And because in my own world, I noticed that if I felt disconnected from my husband, um, we had to come together somehow just with touch. Right, it didn't have to be sex, but just with touch, just with a hug, I all of a sudden felt con connected again. But when I had people coming to me and we started having conversations about relationships and different things and whatnot, what came up in these retreats were, and they were not sex retreats; <laughs> they were or they weren't sensual. They were more like inner self awareness retreats. And what came up was so many people had not orgasmed before mm. and during sex, or um, they had never, ever kind of touched themselves in front of their partner um, or they've never talked about masturbation or they had been really, like they'd really been chest, chastised. Is that the word? What's the word when you yeah, get in chastised, trouble? Yeah, chastised, yeah. Chastised. And a lot of people um, have sex under the influence, right? It's performative. Yeah. Well, um, one of my clients, she had literally been at five years old, she was found touching herself in her own room with her blankets over and her mom ripped the blankets off and gave her a hiding. And so yeah. what we were able to go through in that retreat was just to even talk about it, transformed yes. everything for her. And now years later, she has a great sexual relationship with her partner. The shame has gone. He knows what she needs. All these are just the conversation itself. Mm -hmm. But the thing that blew my mind is I thought I was so reserved because I used to have to um, <clears throat> use alcohol to actually mm -hmm. even have sex with my husband. I re reminded him of that recently and he goes, really? And I said, in my 20s, I had to have two bowls of wine before I would even let you touch me. And then I, because I wanted to be wild or whatever. Um, yeah. And 
one of the things I notice is some people have never even touched themselves. They won't even go there. Like, so there is this trauma, like we've spoken about a lot in this, this episode, but that touch, that stillness, that coming back to yourself and being, again, I want to emphasize being slow and booking that in for yourself to, to, mm -hmm. and even speaking to someone like yourself who can hold that, can hold all of that and help you through that layer by layer by layer by layer. It doesn't have to be intrusive. Mm, um, no it's intrusive. Gentle, <laughs> you know, it's really, really gentle. So can we talk a little bit more, if you don't mind, unless there's something else you want to add to that, into the tantric. I know you, you just touched on it, but you've kind of just explained the difference between the pleasure practice, the sacral sexuality. And I'm really curious about the tantric the tantric because I've been yeah. told yeah. by a beautiful psychic medium a channel that I'm going to get into that a lot more and I have no freaking idea what she's talking about really mm. yeah and so tantra is also called like sacred sexuality so you've been I think you said sacral which it is sacral but it's actually sacred sexuality is what I'll refer to it as so tantra sacred sexuality Tantra, which would be, you know, a spiritual path, and there's tantric yoga, and then there's also tantric sexuality. A lot of the time in my marketing, I have to say tantra, because if I put sex in there, Facebook shuts me down. But most people who are following me know that I'm doing sacred sexuality, aka tantra. Sometimes I'll call it sensuality, because again, Facebook can get really mad at, and social media can get mad at certain words like sexuality. So when we're practicing tantric sex and sacred sexuality, we are, we're using a whole pile of different things, but yes, sometimes it can be very confusing. You're like, okay, what are you playing with this portal? Or when you said chakras, whatever it may be, we are bringing in that turn on. We are bringing in that sacred touch to what degree our body wants that day. So it may be that somebody starting sacred sexuality practices, but they're like, I'm doing like, fully clothed on, like hands hovering over a body, maybe not even touching. And I'm just going to still use a practice as is. Other people may decide to put hands on body over top of clothing. Other people will undress again to their level of comfort and may, you know, put hands on body. They may not. Depends what a body is asking for. Depends what a body is holding. But Sacred sexuality practices have different level levels. There's all these different levels that we can go into, all of these different places that we can explore. And yeah, it can get a little confusing. I am trained in it now, so it's not confusing. But that is why I love just in the beginning being guided through a practice. Allow me to, you know, somebody to moderate a practice, just like a workout, something like that. Just like even if you're going to yoga, there's an instructor per se, and you can just follow along. What I think we get caught up a lot in is our judgment. Oh, we're not doing it right. Oh, you know, I am I doing it at all? There should be doing this judgment, expectations, those goals, all of these things that are coming in. So I practice many, many, I used to be every single day. Now it's not always every single day, actually, since I had COVID this year, I just need to practice some other things um, that I've been bringing in and playing with kind of thing. So it just depends. I'm also sleeping in way longer since I had COVID plus I'm in menopause or perimenopause. So there's a whole pile of things going on, but I think the thing to do is really just get in a practice, like get in a place where 
you can start exploring, start seeing, and you can take it as deep as you want to go or not. But it's the practice of coming home in your body, the practice of activating your turn on, the practice of allowing and per giving permission to your for your body to release whatever it needs to release that day and fill you back up, right? With the turn on and so forth. And really just reclaiming that natural sensual self. So it's so hard to say exactly what is a practice because it's different every single time. Mm, and is that, so the tantric or tantra, however you say it, is that essentially the sacred practice? Are they one of the Tantric same? sex. Tantric mm. sex would be the sacred sexuality practices. Yes. Okay. And many of us will call it tantra at this point if we mm. already know that we're we're working in a sexual realm but there's other parts of tantra that aren't sexual so i'm trained in neo and classical parts of tantra and tantric sexuality so there's many parts even in my regular coaching that'll have no sexuality but they still have tantric components mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's Beautiful. both and Beautiful. I kind of always felt like it was different sex positions. And this is the thing that scared me mm. in the past was when this um, beautiful medium channel said, you'll be doing more Tantra stuff uh, or Tantric. And I was like, cool. And the first thing that went to my head was fucking hell. Like, <laughs> excuse my language. I was like, really? was like perfect. even like just actually getting in the mood and the energy yeah. and da, 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 that's da, too da. much work it's too, too much, much work. work it's not work and I'm a projector a like thing. I don't yeah. ever have like a let's go have sex I've never initiated because I just don't have that kind of sacral urge when I'm in it when I get kind of like connected and it's very spiritual um sex is always very very spiritual for me otherwise it's just it is what it is and it's I'm not really into it at all right but it's kind of like well now it's this 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 spirituality connection but what I love about what you've said with everything is that it's where, you, where you're at is where you're at and it's perfect where you're at and then you can build up on that without any pressure because you may be you might be in your summer right you might be like yeah I'm ovulating. I'm just feeling raunchy. I want my boobs out and my red lips. I'm feeling sexy and my dark eyeliner. Like I'm like that in my summer. And then now I'm coming into my, I'm talking about the menstrual kind of flow here. And then I come into my, I think I'm in my autumn now, like coming into, coming into my winter and I'm like, oh, I just want to cose up. And I'm very, very like bare faced and, you know, here down and I want to put on my woolly jerseys. And But you can still have those deep, beautiful connections sexually, but that they're, they're not so like raunchy, if, if you know what I mean. This is just kind yeah, of- Yeah, it'll be, my, be more nourishing, right? Filling you up, holding you, comforting, very, very nourishing. Yeah. And that's why you get to learn all of the different practices because I love that you just kind of went through the seasons. Yes, you can go through the sexual seasons. You can go through the monthly seasons. You can go through the seasons in your orgasm. You can go the seasons in your turn on. You can go through the seasons in your relationship. Like there's all of these seasons mm -hmm. and to understand them and to work with them and to play with them is important. And yeah, there's no, there's no funky sexual positions to play in tantric sex, at right. least not with me. <laughs> good. It's good to know that must be more that Kama Sutra kind of depends yeah positions um so I also want to just go back to what you said um and highlight something where you said like actually just in a pleasure practice or whatever is to actually just hold a particular part of your body 
if that feels good. And I did this recently when I did a, um, a half day retreat for pleasure practice. And we just held our hands over our pubic bone, over our that area. And it felt so nurturing. Mm-hmm. You, I wasn't touching. I wasn't prodding. I wasn't, you know, penetrating. I was just there holding and breathing. And I felt so soothed. Yeah. And I kind of feel like this would be a really good tip for those who feel like they've turned off everything down below because they're yeah, they in- might feel numb. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure you get a lot of people that come to you and go, I'm numb. You know, what a is going on? A lot of women are numb. Yeah. A yeah. Lot of women and have- so by doing yeah. that, it's so gentle. And at first it might be like, oh, what am I doing? But just by holding your hand there or the other one is the holding the hands on the breasts um, in the shower and just breathing. I do that myself and I go, wow, like this actually feels really good. And I feel really nurtured, but sometimes I get a little bit of a wince from myself, you know, like, mm-hmm. a, and then I go, okay, well, you don't need to start there. You can start with your wrist and work your way up and squeeze and breathe and massage yeah. your own head, stuff like that. Yeah. You're describing like, to me is learning how to see what your body wants, learning how to listen to that intuition of, okay, I want to be touched this way. Oh, wait, this is done. I want to be touched this way. Now there's so many reasons we can use these practices and we can use them for manifestation. We can use them to get clarity on our desires. We can use them just for pleasure. We can use them to release, right? Trauma, shame, conditioning. We can use them to go just deeper into messages. I could do the same practice. I could do a beginner practice even and still have an exquisite, like, holy shit moment. And I could do the exact same practice every single day for a year. And I'd never have the same experience. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is, it just is. So there's so many different Mm. reasons and ways to use these practices. Yeah. So just another question, because I know this, this time has gone so fast. When we are going into this journey ourselves, and I know, you, as you know, I've been through, just been going through this journey myself this year, really, when it came to writing my book, how do we communicate to our partner that we want to discover ourselves sexually? Because I know, I mean, I've had the conversation with my partner. We're really, really close anyway. We've been together since we were kids, but it's like, I know that some women, when they come to me and they do the whole spirituality thing, they're afraid that if they change, that it may yeah. change their relationship. So I'm sure that's something common that you get. So what would you say to those women that go, yeah, that's great. But how am I supposed to say to my husband? Well, actually, I don't want to have sex. I actually want to just spend some time with myself, get to know my body, and I'll let you know what I like. And because it, it's a completely different relationship for so many people. Yeah. There's so many parts to that too, because, you know, if it's going to freak out your nervous system to tell your partner that, then don't tell them yet. Right. Like obviously you're not ready to, right. If they're not going to receive it well, you don't need to be, you know, attacked and take all that on right away. And then there's the part of, okay, I'm ready to talk to them. You know, it's part of the, the grounding also, right. Of learning how to ground in your body so that you get to that part too, where you're like, no, I'm confident enough to say it. Like I wouldn't push anybody to say it right away. And sure, it may change your relationship. It may make it to be the most exquisite, connected, alive relationship ever. 
And it also, you may get to a point where you're like, yeah, this isn't serving me anymore. I've invited them on the, the path and I'm like, hey, come play with me in this realm and they don't want to. But in the beginning, no matter what, it starts with you. It starts with you. And they have their own conditioning. They have their own messaging around what that means. They have their own shame. You don't want to get to your deathbed and go, I have taken care of everybody else. I have done everything everybody's told me to do. I've been the good woman, the good mom, the good grandmother, the good employee, the good wife, the good whatever partner. But what have I done for me? Right? Like, it starts with you. And you'll actually see that you will be the better mother. You will be the better employee or employer. You will be the better partner. It makes you better by actually slowing down and being with yourself. And some partners are on board and some aren't. Most of the time, oh, though, they generally join. That's actually perfect, a perfect answer, Kim, because it's like, well, there's no emergency. No. And for myself being, like I say, this, I call myself a high achiever. And that's more like because I'm very dominant in everything I do. Like I want it and I want it yesterday, you know, type of thing. So the minute I was like, oh, the sexuality, this, this trauma, I got to go clean that up. And then I want to book in with, a, you know, a, a sexual coach, you know what I mean? <laughs> Someone like yourself. Um, I need these conversations. The first thing I do is go to my husband. So I've decided that I'm going to do this, you know, and, but not everyone is like that because um, it's not even the high achiever. That was a wrong word. It was more like a dominant energy that likes to get things done straight away. And I do not like procrastinating on anything, but not everyone's like that. Some people are like, I, I don't know how I would even approach that or um, I don't want to be laughed at because you don't know what the dynamics are. And my husband is the most gentle, beautiful person I've ever known in my whole entire life. He, he, there's no way he would ever pressure me or force me to do anything. He's just very quiet and listens and holds me and all the things. Um, but the different dynamics, it is, it is very layered because there's so many different dynamics and different relationships. Um, so what you said was perfect. Come back to yourself, be where you're at. And when you feel strong and grounded in yourself and confident in yourself, and you want to bring that into your relationship, having those radically honest relationships, I mean, sorry, conversations can create so much more. I think that my sexual relationship now and my relationship in general, after 11 years of being married, two children, 22 years together, broken up a few times, had some gnarly fights, you know, as you would in 22 years and being a child, essentially a teenager. I think it's the best I've ever had my relationship now. Mm. I'm like more in love so. with my husband every day because I'm nice to him. He is, and this is what I teach as well, is that you got to treat your partner like they're your best friend. Because would you stay with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, would you be friends with you? And we have to actually treat ourselves like our best friends, but then also know that our partners, we are together in this, but we are different people and we've got to respect each other as well as ourselves. And I think that's why we, so many people think they get married and they become one and they can dump on each other or they expect things like sex or where's my dinner or whatever, but you're here to collaborate to enhance what you have, including your sexual pleasure. 
Absolutely. And yeah, we do not get married and become one. We are still ourselves. And you want to get to a point where no matter what, you're okay. That could be they leave, they die, they stay, you want to leave, like whatever it may be, you want to get to a point where you are good and you know what you want. You're not just following somebody else or doing what the masses wants to do. You want to get to a point where you are you. You are authentically 100% you because then you can listen. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just started, yeah. but we have to go. Um, <laughs> it's really, really, I love what you just said because you've got to be okay with or without yeah. them. And I ran away from my husband just before we got married the first time when I was 23, because I was like, I don't know if I can live without you. And I can't marry you knowing that I'm a three, five. Now that I know that in human design, now I know why I did that. Cause I'm a great experimenter, but I was like, I can't survive without you right now. So I can't be with you. And I went mm-hmm. and I realized that I didn't die. I did survive, but my life was so much more enhanced with Luke mm-hmm. and he could see me and recognize me and vice versa. Um, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be with people and we need to go find that out. I'm very dramatic and ex- extreme in, in so many cases, but we need to be okay within ourselves. And I, oh my God, that's another conversation about codependency. And I'm sure you have a lot of that as well. Um, Kim, thank you for your time. Where can we find you? We'll be popping that all in the show notes. When people want to follow you and touch base, where can they go? Absolutely. So personally, I use my personal Facebook, Kim Coffin. You can look me up in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, and find me there. You can also on Instagram, go to get your sexy back coach with underscores in between each word. Um, Where else? My website's easy. It's getyoursexyback.ca. It'll actually give you all the links to every single place that I hang out. You can also join Get Your Sexy Back, which is a private female identifying group for female identifying humans on Facebook. You can check out Get Your Sexy Back podcast. You see the theme here. Other than the Kim Coffin, personally, there's a theme, right? So yeah, I'd love to connect. There's so many different ways. If you want to dip your toe in slowly and start to play with this work, check out my Sacred Pleasure membership because it's free right now. The first month's free and it's just a way to start dipping your toe in and then make this part of your practice. And from there on out, first month's free and then it's 44 US dollars a month to keep going. There's no long-term obligation. If it's like, okay, this is not for me, no problem. No hard feelings whatsoever. But it's a way to really start filling up your body, turning yourself on, having some fun, bringing in more pleasure, playing with sacred sexuality, releasing shame, trauma, and just really grounding and holding your nervous system. So those are the big places I'd say, let's talk. If you want to talk more about um, you know, privately working together one-on-one, feel free to reach out. We can talk about that too. Those are the big places though. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you for answering all my questions. Some of them were very, can we just talk about the, you know, the terminology here? Um, And also I just wanted to address to those of you who are coming into the spirituality and the sexuality, the sensuality, the divine feminine, the masculine, all that stuff that my listeners love and um, are practicing. This is all a part of that, the sexuality. Mm -hmm. This is a part of that. And it's the gentleness and the willingness to see and come within. And I believe that everything is about the heart. Everything is about 
leading with the heart and loving yourself. And this is a beautiful layer and being embodied in that is so important. So thank you so much, Kim. These conversations just need to keep happening because there's so, it's a whole entire, I mean, you've done over 650 uh, like hours of the training. So like, this is just touching the surface, but thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so, so much. Totally honored to be here. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody. Listening to today's episode. I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness, and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it. And also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family, and of course, clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.